What are you judging? Is there something in your self-identity, in your behaviors, or maybe your past mistakes that you're judging over and over again? This season in Libra and the full moon in Aries, we're talking today about the gate of correction and about the I Ching and how this is working on something spoiled, not judging that it's spoiled, but actually finding the integrity to work through, to create medicine out of poison, which is healing and the aftermath of narcissistic abuse. Tune in today. We're diving deep into gate 18 as it is such a major theme for this full moon in Aries, which follows the autumn equinox. Welcome to the Empath Rising Podcast, where we are healing from narcissistic abuse with human design, tarot, and astrology. I'm your host, Raven Scott. Make sure to share this podcast with a friend, spread the love, spread the light, and subscribe. Dear Empath, we are approaching an astrologically significant event that holds the potential to deeply impact our emotional and spiritual well-being and one of my favorite times to release the pain through a ritual. It is the full moon. And this September 29th, full moon in Aries, this is happening while the sun is harmoniously aligned on the opposite side in Libra. The celestial phenomenon, or almost, uh, or the full moon on every monthly occurrence, it sets to grace our skies on Friday, like I said, September 29th. This is a 2023 year at 2.57 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I've set the chart for Los Angeles at 6 degrees in Aries. It combines the dynamic of assertive energy of Aries with the harmonious and balanced nature of Libra. As an empath, you are attuned to the subtle energies of the universe, and this is an opportune time to harness the transformative power of this cosmic alignment. And here's the reason why. The full moon in Aries is the energy of initiative. It is a cardinal sign, meaning the first in the cycle. Aries is a fire sign, fiery, bold, and action-oriented energy. During this full moon, you may feel a surge of energy and a desire to take initiative in your life. It's a time when your inner fire can burn brightly, driving you to pursue your goals with enthusiasm and determination. This is good news if you're mid- completion of a project, if you're stuck in a relationship that you just can't fire your way out, if you are locked into a sort of holding pattern, this helps you traject out of that by releasing. But the moon, also we have a bit of a juxtaposition, is a symbol for emotions. And this would be a good time to slow down and feel them versus plowing through and ignoring them. It is a good time for more assertiveness for your own needs, 
So take that action. Take the action from the Aries energy to pursue your own self-care, to pursue your goals, and maybe as we will dive in deeper, some conversations that are really hard to have. And if you want to take a bubble bath, don't shy away and do so. Full moons are generally associated with heightened emotions. And Aries is a passionate and fiery sign. So everyone's going to be feeling really fired up. So just everyone take a breather as I will be reminding my household with loads of fire in our house. We've got Leo, we've got Sagittarius, and then we've got this Aries coming in. Thank goodness my husband has mostly earth in his chart. <laughs> earth and water. He he puts out all of our fires. So same thing in your household. Same thing in your life. Just continue to breathe and take it easy and don't get fiery at each other. And as you'll learn in this episode with the human design gates in the spleen and ajna that we're going to be talking about, gate 18 and 17, these emotions may be grounded in judgment. The opposite side, you know, if you are really tuning into yourself, then you'll be feeling through your intuition. But if we're operating out of the unconscious ego and there's fire involved, there's going to be fire due to judgment judging what other people do, say, how they act towards you, or even opinions and thoughts. So at a first glance, these two seem to be clashing, the Aries and the Libra, with each other. But air does fuel fire, so Libra is going to be fueling this Aries for us. But when we dive further into this, you hopefully I will be able to share with you in the enlightened state that these actually are harmonious and complementary. This combination can lead to intense feelings and strong desire to address emotional matters head on, which I know is really hard for us as we're healing from narcissistic abuse, from toxic relationships, just from life in general, feeling like we are the victim. So emotions, you know, this, this time is going to give you the power not to feel so victimized. And emotions may come to the surface more prominently during this time as the moon swells. It happens every full moon. And this is why we do our journal and burn ritual. And this is just an important time to harness the swelling of the emotions, to almost capture them in a bottle, which is the paper, and then transmute them to the universe. Before we dive into these human design gates and the chart that I pulled for the full moon, do you have your human design chart? Do you know what gates you have defined? And is, is it in front of you? I would advise that you have it in front of you so you can take notes if you want to study or just listen and tune in to what feels right for you. If you don't have your human design chart, grab it for free at the ravenscott.show homepage. Scroll down a bit. It's like the mid-level mid of the page. It's important to remember that astrology is a belief. I'll give you this preface and caveat. Not a science, although it is ancient. So and I know science is new and the toxic patriarchy is like, well, the definition of science is new. And But astrology I really is a form of observation. And science to me is observation. So there's my caveat with my, I don't agree with this statement. 
the that's my that's my Uranus and Sagittarius. The interpretations and significance of astrological events, like the full moon and Aries, every all every one of us is going to interpret it a little bit differently because we are looking at it through the lens of our own experiences and our own eyes. So take up what I say, you know, with a grain of salt, kind of digest it and see how it interprets in your experiences through your lens. And on top of that, healing from narcissistic abuse is complex and individualized process. And it is always recommended that the approach is to your healing is through professional therapy. This is not a substitute for therapy. This is just a spiritual viewpoint onto how we can help ourselves heal outside of all the other support networks and therapies and things like that. And, you know, you can always grab therapy if you're not sure of one near you at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. But I have found these modalities, the full moon and the astrology and the human design to be so helpful to me. And this is why I'm sharing it with you. So here are a few ways to harness this full moon energy for your soul's journey. The whole point of self-care is to know that you are worth your boundaries. And that I talked about in last the last episode regarding staying with a narcissist and doing your self-care. So the full moon ritual is the number one thing I'm going to recommend you do. The day of the full moon, all the way waxing to 24 to 20 to 48 hours after the full moon day. So we have all the way till October 30th to do our ritual. Actually, October 1st, sorry, September 30th, October 1st. To perform this full moon ritual, it really helps capture these emotions swelling and releasing them and transmuting them to the universe. And all these things that you're capturing don't serve you anymore. It's your victim mentality. It's your archetype of, I am not good. I am not perfect, which we'll go into a little bit later in this episode. This energy is really going to come up about judgment and perfectionism. And so what isn't serving you? Maybe that's your journal prompt if you're not sure and you're not sure what you're feeling. You're not feeling perfect. I know just before I hit record on this, I was like, I don't want to get dolled up. I don't want to put makeup on. I'm just feeling like imperfect. I'm feeling like I'm not deserving to be able to turn on the camera and record this. Turn on the microphone and record this. I just want to hermit away my line too. But... That is something that is in my ego construct that is not serving me or you to hold on to. So releasing all of things like that, that we're associating with out to the universe and what it does is it actually erases that pattern that keeps going over and over in your head and it, it's gone. It may come up in other different, you know, imposter syndrome things, but that particular one, that very specific weed, you pluck out and it's gone. So you light a candle, you write down your emotions that are swelling, and you transmute it through the fire. It actually changes form from your air thoughts down to paper earth, back through the, the, you know, transmute through the fire, back into the air. Then after we shower or take a bubble bath and cleanse any residual emotion with the magic of water. You can download your free ritual in the blog episode page. 
here at ravenscott.show. The link is in the show notes. The next thing I recommend you do is a balancing meditation with a specific crystal. I'm going to be trying to set an intention to incorporate more crystal healing into your solutions and spiritual practices. So practice meditating on focusing. Gaze at the crystal. Stare at the crystal. If you don't have it, stare at it on the blog and find balance. Visualize a harmonious energy flowing through through you and use this green crystal called olivine or you could also stare at a peridot if you have peridot journaling keep a journal during this time to record your thoughts we've already talked about journal and burn maybe there's other things that are coming up in your dreams because these two centers that are highlighted by the sun and moon in the human design are the spleen gate and an ashna gate. And so that connection of those two working together is your intuition speaking to you through your thoughts and ideas and even in the subconscious, your dreams. So journal out maybe what you're dreaming, what's happening, and maybe it is something that is not directly correlated to you or it is directly correlated to you. Just reflect on how you can channel your assertiveness from what you're dreaming about and empathy into positive actions. And then take notes about your own human design chart. As we're going through this, I really want you to look at yours, look at your children's, look at your partner's, and bring awareness to these energies, what's coming up, and to your energy. I just want to say as we dive into the human design that... If you have gate 18 or 17 defined, circled in on your chart, you're really going to see this theme in your personality highlighted during the full moon as it's illuminating it. And the sun is illuminating gate 18. However, if you do not have it defined, this is an opportune time to harness this energy that you can amplify and apply into your healing and your emotional growth. So this is for everybody. It's not just for people who have 18 and 17 defined. This is for all of us. We all have these aspects and energies in our astrology charts. And also we can highlight and grow in the areas that we don't have highlighted in our human design charts. It's about growth. It's not about feeling stuck. Like this is who I am and this is what's highlighted. So the next thing I think is really important is to connect and communicate with some really difficult conversations. Find the right time to start a conversation with someone that you need extra assertiveness with, aka the narcissist. Use your empathic gifts to listen deeply and understand their feelings. Now, this may be something that you can do as an exercise and know that it's not going to get anywhere because some people are not capable of sharing their feelings and you will find that they will continue to ask you questions or deflect your question you know trying to get to the root of their feelings because that's super painful to them but if you can at least access your feelings you can only control you right not them access your feelings be able to communicate those and I always think so worst case scenario is if this relationship ends at least they know how I feel 
You know, they can't say they don't know. And if they still do say they don't know, then they're a blooming idiot. Because I, I expressed it very clearly. And maybe you need to do it multiple times. And then, you know, then you can part ways. Sometimes we don't have the opportunity to do that. With my relationship with mine, I was so scared. I was not assertive with my communication. I didn't get to say that. And so then after the fact, I did feel remorse that I didn't, you know, like say enough. I didn't give enough closure. I didn't speak up for myself enough. And that, you know, this is the opportunity time to give you that, to give you that space to do so. So embrace this full moon in Aries and the harmonious Libra in the sun in Libra to find your inner balance, to take inspired action and to cultivate deeper connections with others and with yourself through your self-care. Now let's dive into the human design chart for the full moon. This I see uh, in the blog, you will have to go to ravenscott.show and the blog link is in the show notes to take a look at the human design chart for the full moon in Aries. But if you're listening right now and you have your chart in front of you, take a look at your chart. So this is Casper's Los Angeles, September 29th, 2023. And we have the generator type. The generator energy is a very linear and logical, busy bee doing energy. And we have the 3-5 profile, which is the energy of undesired experiences that mold you into a badass leader, essentially, <laughs> all rolled up in a nutshell. So if you have 3-5, your experiences are going, are supposed to be here to transmute from, just like the I Ching in Gate 18 this week, to transmute from poison, rotted fruit, into medicine into a lesson, into your maturity, into something that you're going to lead. The split definition in the chart symbolizes there are two major themes. Charge on and wait, essentially, is what we're feeling, right? With this Aries charge on, Libra wait, find clarity and perfection. And the incarnation cross is the cross of service. And I will share the incarnation cross at the end of the last segment. We're going to dive into the sun in the gate 18. This gate is called correction. In the I Ching, it is called work on what is spoiled. And you can find this gate in the spleen. So if you're looking at your chart, look at the bottom left triangle pointing to the right. It is gate 18. Edit. This center is the energy for survival, health, and intuition. This also is where our fears are held in the spleen. When the spleen is colored in and defined, this gives you the consistent experience of these themes. Uh, you are always healthy, except when you're not healthy and you actually catch a cold, you ignore it so long that then you're bedridden. <laughs> Versus when you have it wide and open, you hold more sensitivities. You are way more sensitive. Maybe some people may call you a germaphobe. However, in the intuition realm, if you have this spleen center colored in brown and it's defined, 
you receive intuition very consistently, not like on a consistent basis, but in a way that is consistent. Maybe you always dream. Maybe you always hear things. Maybe you always see colors. You know, whatever your signs are, they're very consistent. And with uh, undefined, that white, you are an amplifier. So you actually get to enjoy it in a variety of ways. You like one day it's a dream. One day it's a a message you hear one day you see a spirit you know it's like all these different ways that you you experience it in a varied way because you are an amplifier uh you feel really comfortable if you have a white spleen around somebody who has a defined spleen because a defined spleen just kind of has this feeling of safety consistency and if you have it white you you can become codependent on someone who has it defined because for you, you're feeling all these fears and sensitivities in such heightened states and variety of ways that that calm among the storm, that, that defined spleen calm, feels really good to be around. So it's a good thing and a bad thing depending on who has the defined spleen in your life. But due to my knowledge as well of the gene keys, I also noticed in this chart the partner gate to gate 18 is gate 17 in the Ajna center, which is in the earth and moon. So we've got the sun and the earth and moon working together in partnership. Sun is in gate 18, moon and earth is in gates and in the Ajna. So I think this is a really powerful, potent energy. I know we always say that, but this is just so cool to see how it all works together. The Ajna center you can find on your chart. It's the second triangle from the top. It's upside down triangle and it's colored in green or it is white. This center is where we process ideas and you can find gate 17 in this center. It is where we process the inspiration or the dreams into logic, manifesting things, you know, creating ideas that then become concrete concepts. And it doesn't have to be so, but when one is unconscious in the ego, the defined ajna can be just that, fixed in its ways, not open to other ideas and very judgmental. So to clarify even further, this energy of the gene key 18, in the shadow of this energy, you or the narcissist may be holding judgment about something. But if this can be recognized then it can transform up into the healing power of the mind and it transmute into integrity, then perfection as noted in the gene keys. So there is an opportunity with gate 18 and 17 both opposing each other during this full moon to illuminate where you or someone else through superiority are holding yourself victim to your judgments or other people's judgments and feeling inferior. Just as the gene key shows, you are not stuck in what your chart shows. Each undefined or white or defined, colored in, ajna, spleen, any center, you have the ability to flex to more steadfastness or flexibility. It You don't you don't have to put yourself in a box just because this is what's in your chart. What you see in your chart is a starting point and your energy roadmap in your spiritual growth. Your human design chart is showing you 
where you can start and which direction you can grow toward. So the question is, how can we shift out of judgment mindset to embrace that imperfection is perfect? Shifting from a judgmental mindset to an understanding that imperfection is part of life and perfection is embracing what is and not being judgmental. And you see this in nature, how we look at it and we're like, this is so perfect. And the ego mind is what makes things imperfect, judges things, you know, says, oh, it could be better. But do we look at a flower and say, wow, this flower should have more petals on it. No, we think it's beautiful. It's perfect. It's gorgeous. But if you put the human psyche into that rose flower, let's say, that rose will then say to itself, I wish I was bigger and more open and brighter like my neighbor next door, right? And that's this energy, this full moon. Stop comparing. Find your perfection because you just are. You're worthy because you be. You're perfect because you be. You are beautiful in a very unvain, very humble way, always seeking to grow and cultivate acceptance and compassion for your own self and allowing that to pour out to others in your life. So practicing self-compassion is a way to start shifting, right? Your question is, how do we shift from judgment to compassion? Self-compassion is key because if you don't have self-compassion, you don't have compassion for anybody, which is what we see with the narcissist behavior. Cultivate mindfulness and awareness. Studying, being open, being in nature, meditating, connecting with your higher self cultivates that mindfulness and awareness. Identify the critical inner voice that tends to judge yourself and others harshly. And say silencio Bruno to it when it's judging you harshly. Focus on growth, not perfection. Cultivate a sense of gratitude. Remind yourself of what you have already and how blessed you are. Reflect on the beauty in nature and in maybe your own art or doings of imperfection. And practice patience. Patience is key and the hardest for all of us to practice. So let's dive deeper into the gate 18 of correction. Currently, the sun is in gate 18 from September 28th, which is today's airing of the podcast, to October 3rd in 2023. You can find the gate transit calendar in Again, the same blog on the website, ravenscott.show. In human design, gate 18 is often referred to as the gate of correction, and it is located in the spleen center. The gate is associated with the energy of discernment, the very keen eye for details, and the ability to identify and correct what has been spoiled or gone awry because it is linked to the the hexagram 18 in I Ching, which is often translated as work on what has been spoiled 
and signifies the need for rectifying mistakes or addressing issues that have arisen. The three lines on top mean mountain, and the three lines below mean air. Therefore, wind blows low on mountain, which means maintain a gentle mind and a strong back. So the advice of ancient times here is hold your tongue and opinion until clarity is found or needed. We as impasse can relate to this eaching very well. It urges you to turn poison into medicine and repair within what has been criticized by the narcissist to bring you success and or healing. Whether or not you have this gate defined in your chart Use this activation now to harness the power. It doesn't matter if you have it highlighted. This is for all of us. Gate 18 represents the capacity to discern, like a wise owl, what needs correction or improvement through the spleen's intuition, whether in one's own life or in the world around them. The energy of this gate emphasizes the importance of restoring balance and harmony when things have gone astray for this Libra sign. This gate carries the energy of paying close attention to details, not overlooking even the minor imperfections, which can be annoying at times if it's always operating in the shadow without compassion. Individuals with gate 18 often have an analytical and methodical approach to addressing issues and solving problems. Gate 18 often involves the desire and ability to fix mistakes, rectify problems, and make things right. This gate can manifest as a talent for finding practical solutions to complex or challenging situations. Gate 18 may sometimes lead to a perfectionistic tendencies, and individuals strive to correct things and improve things to the best of their ability, they also push away people because they're constantly nitpicking. Sounds very Virgo energy, but this definitely is also Libra because they're always trying to find the balance. Like, oh no, this here, no, that there. Um, and sometimes, yes, they they push people away that they need collaboration, they need help with. But it also can involve a desire to help others, which is also a beautiful energy that we will explore in our famous incarnation cross example in gate 18's in the segment at the end. We're going to be exploring what famous person has the incarnation cross of service and the sun gate in 18. Gate 18's affirmation, with a discerning eye and a commitment to improvement, I embrace the power of correcting what has been spoilt, finding practical solutions, and restoring balance in all aspects of my life. Now, gate 17 is in Earth and the Moon gate. Uh, it's connected to those two planets from September 28th, same time, to October 3rd. And this gate is called Opinions. 
and the I Ching is translated as following. So the zodiac of this gate resides in Aries, of course, as the moon is in Aries right now in the full moon, and it represents the ability to express your opinions and perspectives with authority and confidence. It's about having a distinct point of view and being able to communicate it effectively. So if you have this already defined, you're always voicing your opinions confidently with authority. And if you don't have this defined, this is a time to amplify that energy and be like, I need confidence and I'm amplifying it to be able to voice my opinions, which matter, even though the narcissist will continue to tell you they don't. So while expressing your opinions with conviction, gate 17 also encourages open-minded communication. It's about being willing to listen to others perspectives and engage in constructive dialogue. I mean, I think that's pretty easy for us in past, but sometimes, you know, our ego puts up a wall and we don't. So keep introspecting for about yours and you're going to judge the other person you're thinking of right now in your head that doesn't do this. <laughs> uh, but just find an open-mindedness, a different solution, a different perspective as to why they are not listening to you. So this gate is located in the Ashna center, that triangle, green pointing downwards at the top. It's associated with the energy of opinions, perspectives, and the capacity to share your opinion with clarity and conviction. The gate is linked to the I Ching, which symbolizes following a leader or mentor. It's called the following, or it's called following but you're following a leader or mentor. So this gate carries an energy of seeking clarity through discussion and sharing of ideas. It's about engaging in conversations to refine your own thoughts and to gain insights from others. And it can indicate a potential for influence and leadership. So this is where this following happens. Maybe the opinions are voiced with such confidence and clarity and conviction that others follow you if you then step into that leadership role or maybe it comes natural. It suggests that your ability to express your opinions can inspire and guide others, making you a natural spokesperson or advocate for your beliefs. The energy of this gate encourages sharing wisdom gained from your experiences. 3-5, we had the profile in the chart. That's the experiences. They come to you for learning. You don't like them, but they come to you and you have to fall and fail to learn. It's not really failing. It's just falling forward. And then that forms into, okay, I'm sharing my opinions about what I've just experienced and they're often, you know, those, it's all through personal insights and deep understanding of the subject matter. So your ability to convey your ideas in a way that resonates with others can lead to positive change and growth. It really can. You have that power. Now you have the power to grow into that and you already have the power within you if you have it defined. Gate 17 invites you to balance the strength of your convictions 
With a willingness to adapt and learn while holding your opinions strongly, it's important to remain open to new information that might enrich your understanding. I pulled the Hierophant card just the other day, which reminds me of the tarot card that we'll talk about in the next segment of the hanged man. And it reminds me of, okay, you've reached your capacity of everything that you've done on your own, can't do anymore. So now is the time to gain enrichment and understanding through a new mentor or someone who has more knowledge than you to really level up. And that's what Gate 17 is all about as well. With unwavering clarity and respectful openness, I confidently express my opinions, sharing wisdom and contributing to meaningful dialogue. So what is the best tarot card for this wisdom, for the theme of shifting out of judgment and and fixed opinions into enlightenment and embracing life's perfection? In the tarot, there are several cards that are associated with that. One could be the Hierophant, someone you need a new teacher or mentor to help you elevate. And the other one is the Hanged Man. The hanged man is a card that often represents shifting in perspective, letting go of old beliefs and gaining new understanding. And here's why I think this this card is so meaningful. The hanged man depicts a figure hanging upside down. It's just, he's suspended by one foot from a tree. This symbolizes a willingness to let go and surrender to a new way of thinking. Reminds me a lot of Dr. Seuss. It suggests that sometimes in order to gain wisdom, and a fresh perspective, we need to release our preconceived notions and judgments. And what are preconceived notions and judgments? Those are our pain bodies, our judgments towards ourselves, our ego pains, the I'm no good, I'm not smart enough, I'm ugly, I'm not worth it. These are not serving you. These are all things that are in the dark shadows that are not allowing you to shift your perspective. I'm a victim. You know, and the biggest question when I left was, why did this happen to me? And can you shift your perspective to, why did this happen for me? You know, we go through pain to be stronger. We go through these hard times to experience them, to graduate in the school of earth we call life. This is it. This is part of it. So if we're always stuck in this, oh, I'm always a scapegoat or, oh, I'm always not loved or this person doesn't call me. They must not really care about me. This person's always saying that I'm forgetful. I must always be forgetful. And the moon in Aries is saying, no, become fire and finally say no to that and put a stop and say, don't say that I am forgetful when I forget a couple things every once in a while. That is not who I am. That is just something that happens. So do not label me forgetful because it starts to plant this weed, this dark mold into your light and it darkens it. And that's what the narcissist does. That's what any 
toxic person does. And sometimes the most good intentioned people do this, where they just say something out of a preconceived notion or a judgment in their head. And it's like, no, don't label me like that. I'm not dumb. I'm not stupid because I forget something sometimes. I am just not perfect. And humans don't need to always be perfect. And even in your imperfection, you are still perfect as a being, right? Just because you don't do things perfectly doesn't mean that you aren't perfect. So you see what I'm, ta- what I'm talking about? Changing your perspective, erasing the lies of this toxic narrative, inverting your mind and I don't know, it's almost like pulling that weed out, pulling yourself out of the trance of unworthiness. That's it. (sighs) But back to the full moon. Overall, the full moon opposing the sun, it really is a potent moment in the lunar cycle to release emotions, to release these preconceived notions to release these judgments and negative thought patterns that are holding you back and causing you pain so that you can aspire to transform into your authentic self. And one more note on the chart, I found that Mars in the columns left and right of the human graph, there are numbers and then next to each number is a planet So I looked up Mars on the right. That's the conscious. And Mars is in gate 32. So 32 is in the spleen center as well, of course, because it is in Libra. And it's not, of course, as I I know this, I see this, but you're like, how did you get there? How How did you get there, Raven? So the ruling planet, let's see, sorry. I got there because... On the astrological transits, I know that Mars right now is in Libra. And is it, I just found it interesting because it's opposing Aries, and Mars is the ruling planet of Aries. So it's opposite it and the Mars, right? Mars kind of is almost like quite a bit of Aries energy. So it's coupling next to the sun. And so you've got this opposition. So what I interpret this as, and this could be totally my own interpretation, but Libra is the weighing of options, fairness, sitting on the fence. They're slow to action. And the planet of action, Mars, is together with Libra, opposing Aries, the zodiac of action. Um, I just feel like the Mars... It does not like it actually had a down arrow in the chart it's it's in its detriment it's not good for moving forward it's very much like a take a step forward take three steps back like or you feel like you're going really fast internally but on the outside you're fumbling you're tripping it's almost like a dream when you're trying to run but you keep falling and you keep getting pulled back that's like the energy that mars is experiencing right now so that you may be experiencing setbacks and projects or passive-aggressive behavior from yourself coming out or someone else towards you. So in the spleen, this gate 32 is called continuity. 
This energy is agile and adaptable in any situation, which is great. So right now, as you're feeling this like tripping up energy of motion, be more like a chameleon and change and morph and be more agile to pivot. It may feel funny and funky, but Mars is a fast planet. It, he will leave very shortly. So just for a few weeks, you may be feeling that. That's all. Just wanted to note that interesting phenomena. So you may be like, okay, I'm leaving the narcissist. And then you're like, no, I'm not. And then you're doubting yourself and depressed that you couldn't be brave enough to do it. Just know that maybe it's just a bit of retrospection. And when the timing is right, the timing will be right. And the universe will align everything in order for you to move out, to find a new space, new job, new home, all the things so that you can find your freedom from living in such negativity. For a more personalized understanding of the gate's significance in your own human design chart, consider having consider getting a human design reading from me. You can get your human design chart at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. And if you sign up to my news to the empath, and when you sign up to the join edit and when you sign up to join the empath healing community and you will receive your free human design chart within 24 to 48 hours via email and when you're on the email list you will receive a discount uh, you'll keep an eye out for the sale the human design reading is typically 250 but it will be on sale for $50 through October all right we are here at the final stretch talking about the incarnation cross of service this is the right angle cross of service because the gate is in Because the sun is in gate, the conscious sun is in gate 18. Crisscrossing over and down to. Let me look up the chart. Where are you, little chart? Here we go. So the conscious sun, top right black gate, is in gate 18 crisscrosses down to the earth in gate 58 in the unconscious and the unconscious sun gate 52 crosses down to the earth conscious gate 17 that is how the crosses work still a lot to take in so don't even worry about that right now but the incarnation cross of service is what we are focusing on and typically the biggest Illuminator clue is that top right conscious gate. <clears throat> so this gate, this incarnation cross is a personal life theme. This means that this life path and evolution theme is solely for your soul to evolve and does not need to influence anyone directly, although 
depending on your profile, if you have four, five, or six in any form, this will spill over and it will help others around you. But first, focus on yourself to helpers. Famous people with this life destiny of service edit are Bridget Bardo, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Emily Kloss. Your purpose in life is to provide service for the betterment of society. Your cool, logical assessment of situations that need improving is a much sought-after gift. You may have a tendency to indulge in seeing only problems and to become overly critical. This is from a quote from the Book of Destinies. However, you will need support in order to gain collaboration for improving them. You may fall prey into serving in capacities that drain your energy and pull you from your life's purpose. You may help the narcissist. You may help a person in need. You may help a friend. But remember, you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make it drink. So it's everyone's journey to fix themselves, to do it for themselves. All you can do is serve and show them the way. So make sure to know that service is your way. This is your thing, right? Just like the Mandalorian has this is the way. Service is your way. The following, but make sure that you're following your type strategy and inner authority. The voice of your inner authority will help you know when and how to serve. You can maintain your passionate heart. Just be tuned into your clarity to avoid being taken advantage of. With the sun in gate 18, you have a keen judgment and the power to take on the world. Be careful not to be struck in your victim mind due to your actions outside of your type's strategy. You have integrity that desires for society to operate at its most optimal without restrictions. You may feel compelled to jump in and fix. Just make sure that you are serving out of response. If you are a generator, or manifesting generator, or serving out of invitation if you are a projector, or serving, informing those you wish to help if you are a manifester, and wait 28 days and talk it over if that is the path you should help if you are a reflector. So on to our case study. We are going to case study Gwyneth Paltrow. She's an American actress and businesswoman. She's shown her commitment to serving others and addressing dysfunctional societal constructs through various initiatives and actions. So, and I'm going to share with you a few of those. Goop, we've all probably heard of Goop. Uh, she founded a wellness and lifestyle brand. While the brand has faced its share of criticism, it also promotes holistic being including mental health awareness, clean eating, and self-care practices. By providing resources and information on these topics, Goop aims to empower individuals to take control of their health and well-being. Paltrow also is a huge advocate for mental health awareness. She has openly discussed her struggles with postpartum depression and how important it is to address mental health issues openly without stigma. 
By sharing her experiences, she has helped reduce the shame associated with mental health challenges and encourages others to seek help. She's been involved in various charitable activities and philanthropy. She has supported organizations that focus on education, poverty alleviation, and disaster relief efforts. Her service through philanthropic work reflects a desire to make a positive impact on society and address issues created by systemic inequalities. Gwyneth Paltrow has been vocal about women's empowerment and gender equality. She has used her platform to highlight issues like the gender pay gap and the need for more opportunities for women in the entertainment industry. Her advocacy sheds light on dysfunctional societal constructs that perpetuate gender inequality. She's environmentally conscious, goop, and her personal lifestyle choices. She's promoted eco-friendly and sustainable practices. These reflect an awareness of environmental issues and alternative health practices as well. She's promoting the alternative health through goop and really helping others and serving others to look back into themselves. How can they gain empowerment back within the simple practices of eating clean versus always relying on doctors? And even as her role in as an actress and in her art, her work there has often delved into complex societal issues, whether in her film roles or her involvement in socially conscious projects. So through her art, she's even serving and exploring how to expose societal dysfunctions and inequalities. As an empath, I know you have a unique ability to tap into the energies of the cosmos and the emotions of those around you. So during this full moon in Aries, with the gate in the sun in gate 18, and the moon and earth in gate 17, Mars in 32, and the sun being in harmonious Libra, it's all here to help us find a balance and take inspired action and to cultivate a deeper connection with others. May this full moon bring you clarity, empowerment, and gumption release what's not serving you and to start to break free of those judgments and opinions that aren't serving you anymore with love and warmth see you next time where we'll explore another human design gate chart for the new moon Thank you so much for investing in yourself today to become more empowered and listening and tuning into your own inner voice. Join our empath healing community for free and receive your free 10 day live narc free audio workshop. Grab your copy of the empath and the narcissist book, either on paperback, hardcover or audible and look out in your emails for the upcoming workbook coming out soon. You can dive deeper with me and get your free human design chart at in the pinned post 
on Instagram at Raven Scott Show. Or you can purchase your full reading to ask me as many questions as you have about your chart. Don't forget to get professional help through our sponsor, Better Health. Get 10% off your first month by going to the link in the show notes. And head on over to the episode page where you can subscribe to the blog and read even more. I have extra bonus information through the blog that you can read that I haven't talked about here on the podcast. So many ways to dive deeper with me. And I really, really, truly, truly appreciate you. And I'm sending so much energy out to you for you to be empowered to your empath on your healing journey. And in this next chapter of your life, don't forget to rate and review this podcast if you have not yet already or just have then just keep sharing it with a friend and remember always keep your unique light shining